You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Okay, welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. We are back this week. And I'm excited to be here with Stephen. The Gigi. uncommon truth, right? That's right. I yeah. like the name. Yeah, I like the name. It's a message that maybe you don't hear everywhere, but it is truth nonetheless. It's just listen to Jesus, yeah. right? Yep. Let's read Jesus in context. Yep. Okay? And we've been taking a look through the last uh, this season, different uh, letters to the churches. So we looked at uh, the letters in Revelation to churches, and then we looked at uh, Ephesians and John. And now we're actually going to start our last book of the oh, series, which is James. the book of James. James is my favorite. I, yeah. I, I'm just a real practical, tell me how to do this thing. Yeah. And uh, James is like, oh, that's a good book. I, I'm always convicted by James. Almost every time I quote James, I uh, call him Paul. <laughs> I attribute his, what he said to Paul. <laughs> I did in class yesterday. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, you heathen. Yeah. Just, oh, Paul said, and I quote James. <laughs> is James right. actually wrote the book? Yeah. Because yeah. there, there's a book that there's some books that have that, a different name that Paul wrote to right. the person. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because yes. I because sometimes I do that and people look at me like I'm crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. And I, go ahead. I may or may not always think that when you misquote it, but <laughs> I, I don't call you out from the crowd. So Cannot that's nice. confirm or deny <laughs> that we think you're crazy. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are going to start in James. Before we do that, we didn't really uh, hear anything last time about your vacation how was how was alaska didn't we talk about that last week very very briefly you know it was just nice we just uh, come off a very busy season and we're not retired and probably we're at the age where a lot of people have retired and we just don't think that's in the cards for us we just believe we're going to run through the finish line um giving our life away but uh just we just took a cruise out of frisco to alaska uh saw no whales this time saw porpoises porpoises and lots of um floaty nice Lots nice. of yeah, and yeah. lots of rain. And it was cold and rainy, and it was great because it was you perfect. Know, it was perfect. It was nice, and we had a balcony, yep. and it was beautiful. We were awesome. grateful. I almost came very close to accomplishing doing absolutely how many, nothing. How many books did, you, did we tell them last week? Five. How many novels? Five you wrote, novels. Right? In ten days, this man read five, five novels. novels. Yeah. Accompli- I just came so close to accomplishing absolutely nothing. We took naps every day. It was glorious. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad yeah. you guys had a we love it. restful time. And that was our first. We're really cruisers, and we haven't cruised for three years, so that was kind of nice to be back on board. Yeah. You didn't take the RV this time? No RV, but we are going to take the yeah. RV to Yosemite. 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 Yep. I like hearing how different people say that word. It's, Yosemite. Yeah. It's so weird. It's Yosemite. <laughs> it's so, I mean, honestly, who spelt that? Yosemite. <laughs> Anyway, probably, probably Jeremiah. I think they attribute it to the Native Americans of the area. There's no way you could say that's Yosemite. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we defer. Let's, uh, Again. shall we dive in? Why not? All right. So Summertime. We're diving. <laughs> yes. Although, we do have a fun story about Jeremiah and diving into pools from our, one of our producers. So, uh, we were just talking about it earlier last year. He tried to do a backflip, front flip, backflip, backflip, backflip. Jumped yeah. straight up in the air and came down right where his feet were, <laughs> on a rock. Needless to say, he ruined our party yeah. <laughs> with the blood everywhere. The blood in the pool was a little bit hard to take. <laughs> All the sharks. 
So, <laughs> a shark swimming. I was just looking at the scar on his leg, thinking that yeah. really is a manly scar. Yeah, That's it's really a manly me. scar. We're looking yeah. at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's our really producer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's not here this week, so Jeremiah's sticking in. You just could have said he's our producer. He's, he's producing. Just can't let him produce. You know what Jeremiah does? If you're, if you're watching us on YouTube, then Jeremiah is the one that puts together all of our YouTube videos. Wow, he does a great job. Yeah. Good job, Jeremiah, with a scar. Yeah. So anyway, back to James. So uh, James chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad, greetings. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Uh, I think we'll go a little bit further. But the brother of humble circumstances is, is to glory in his high position, and the rich man is to glory in his humiliation, mm. because like the flowering grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with a scorching wind and withers the grass, and its field and its flowers, flowers fall off, and beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. Oh, that's, Ble- that's a blessing. <laughs> Blessed is the man. Well, last verse. Blessed is the man who perseveres in the trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Well, that's interesting, huh? That's what do you think there, yeah. Orsillo? Well, I think that was a lot, you know, like 18 different sermons. I, I know. There's a lot things. He covers a lot in, in a short period of time. And I, I think we'll break it up into sections. That so maybe, a good idea. So maybe if we start with uh, verse two through four which is the considered all joy my brother yeah. so. oh yeah that's it. Yeah. you know that if yeah. we just i mean you could spend spend the rest of your yeah. life doing that yeah because it does this one consider it all joy then it says but if you lack yeah. wisdom i know like, we are turning the corner here mm-hmm. and this is james but then he comes back to it in verse 12 with the blesses and many perseveres on the trial so that's why i kind of kept the whole yeah yeah i've always thought that you know this book is written by james some call him james the just really and he is uh it's, I mean, I don't know if anybody can say for 100% sure, but it's it's generally believed that this is Jesus' brother, James. Biological brother, right? Yeah, yeah. biological jo- brother, the, the, the son of Mary and Joseph. So, so in our, our knowledge of the whole story, he's his half-brother. They share the same mother. Right. And Jesus was born of God, and James was born of Joseph. So it's interesting that, Earlier in the Gospels, um, Jesus claiming to be the Messiah, stepping forward in the whole country, calling him the Messiah. They must not have been talking about it in the house around the dinner table. Jesus, when you (laughs) step forward as the Messiah, and it must be true that Mary and Joseph hid these things in their hearts and did not did not tell their other children, you know, your brother's the Messiah. He is God in the flesh. He's the Emmanuel. Because they rejected Jesus. And here we have James is later martyred for Jesus. Right. He's here preaching about it and says that he is actually a bondservant to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amazing. Can you imagine and that is like, that? 
That's he's saying that about his brother. <laughs> so yeah. just to put a little history on that, mm-hmm. that isn't something I'd say about my brothers, you know. <laughs> and I'm sure they don't say it about me. But, it, but there is a rivalry, and James became his servant, became wow. his son. And it's just an amazing thing. James, a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ, wow. his brother. And he says, he's writing to the Jews, the 12 tribes dispersed. And so he's writing to the Jews dispersed to tell them that Jesus is the Lord. And he's trying to tell them how to live as a Christian. And he starts, and he starts with considerate all joy. <laughs> My brothers, when you encounter various trials, I mean, that's the start of Christianity. To look at the troubled life, to look at your life condition, your, wherever you put yourself, whatever situation you have led yourself into or others have abandoned you to. He says, he doesn't really differentiate between it's your fault, their fault, you know. He says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces endurance. I wonder, by today's theology, how many people are really sitting there saying, how can I get endurance? Hmm. I don't think endurance is something we look to. I think mostly people tend to look to, um, no, we don't need endurance because the God is, the whole thing is about blessing me. And James is talking about endurance and let endurance have its perfect result. I mean, can you imagine if your endurance had its perfect result? It says you would be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. Now go back and look at this. Consider trials joy. So let's just talk about what a trial is in my life. Um, A trial is um, what other people do to me how other people accuse me or you know or don't like me that i consider that a trial i consider my body failing a trial i consider economic things like gas going from 230 to 670 i consider that a trial as i as i try to function in this life and continue to do the things i did yeah. And, and have it cost me this much more because we've become such slaves to our automobiles. We are owned by the need to travel by car. And I, I mean, these are trials. My phone goes dead every day by 10 o'clock. And for me, that's a trial, you know. First world trial. But right what? now, First nobody's hunting me First to put world. me in jail. Nobody's hunting me for my belief. And I think that he's talking about to Jews dispersed, and he's really talking to Christian Jews. He's really talking to Christian Jews, and he's telling them to what trials they're enduring, which I've just laid out a few of mine. You guys can lay out a few of yours, but the truth is he's talking to people who might have some real trials, real trials you know, like, like the whole banana, like you know, they're being <laughs> beat or they're being hunted or they got to they gotta meet in secret and keep their Christianity a secret. All the things, the threat of death. Maybe not Paul or Saul of Tarsus coming after him because he no longer does that. He's now Paul the Apostle. But somebody might have picked up his mantle and is out there hunting Christians and trying to punish them for preaching that the Messiah has come. I mean, I can imagine James being blood brother is is out there, you know, being hunted the most. I can only imagine. I don't know for sure, but I, you know. And he's saying that this, this one thing, Consider it joy when you encounter various trials is what produces endurance, and endurance produces perfection. 
lacking in nothing. Enduring. And Jesus says in several places, he who endures to the end will be saved. He offers this incredible outcome of living eternally with the Father, he and the Father. Um, and And he says it quite a few times, he who endures to the end will be saved. I ask crowds all the time, what does it take to be saved? And they quote scriptures. And I say, you know, you're absolutely right. It does say that. Believe, confess, those things. You know, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. And, you know, believe these certain things and just state that these things are true and you're saved. And I'm like, well, then what does it mean to endure to the end you'll be saved? What does it mean here with James saying that your perfection comes from endurance? And endurance comes from counting trials as joy. People who go through horrible things. Now, in my life, I didn't go through a lot of horrible things, you know, just people not liking me. But lately, I've had, you know, at least three horrible things, the complete and utter crash of my business with a worldwide economy, my my house burning down, my granddaughter dying, just a desperately slow death from leukemia, a little seven-year-old, you know, and she started out at four, four to seven, and it's just, it's just a horrible thing. Yeah. And then my friend, uh, my associate pastor dying slowly with four children, you know, small children. And his greatest cry is, I won't get to walk my daughter down, you know, the aisle. Will you take care of my children, you know? And it's like, these are trials. These are the real deal. Consider and, And consider it joy that you have to go through these things. Go through them with joy. This is what produces the endurance which causes salvation, which causes perfection. Which it says here, lacking in nothing. Perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. Perfect and complete. Your faith is complete. Your life is complete if you can endure trials with joy. And I say it all the time, do you have a Christianity that works? Or do you have a Christianity that doesn't work? And people, like, what is the definition of a Christianity that works? And I say the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is joy. And joy doesn't depend on circumstances. That's good. Peace that passes understanding, full of glory. It doesn't depend on circumstances. All of these kindness and goodness and things that are supposed to be in my life because of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, what grows on my life because I have the Holy Spirit. It's really good. This is what produces perfection. This is what produces salvation. And James says it right there, man. He he opens the door and starts swinging right away. It's good. Consider it joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Oh, my goodness, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. It's definitely a perspective shift, right? Because when trouble comes, the first thing we tend to think is, What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Or when's it going to end? Yeah. You know, get get me out of here kind of thing, right? And we we turn in prayer to for that rescue. And maybe sometimes I I suppose our, our question could be, our prayer should be, you know, Lord, what? What are you producing in me right now? What, what, what are we doing? What's you know? What's the purpose in the storm? And that's the thing. Like right now, we're going through some a few things. You know, you're, you're the truth is, if you're not going through something, you're probably not <laughs> doing anything. You're not doing anything. But right now, Steve and I are going through some, a few things personally, and and it's like my prayer is, what do you want to change in me? What do you want to What do you want to do in me? Because he says all things work together for good for those who love Christ Jesus. Yeah. So even. When your house burns down, your best friend dies, and your granddaughter dies, there is, there is, all things. That's the, that is part of the all things. Yeah. You can't discount that. That there, he says, a rain will fall. The rain will fall on the just and the unjust. You can't, you can't dis, 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 
push that aside, discounted, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. And it's like, count it all joy. The world needs to see the peace that passes understanding yeah. in the middle of your trials. You know, I mean, Steve's phone, not holding a charge is really, like you said, a first world problem, little, little blip in the radio radar that our little phone doesn't work but right. you know the other things you know that um the deaths and and I, I think for me I, I think we talked about this in an earlier podcast but I didn't think I thought I was blessed because those big things never happened to me now that's kind of warped isn't it I thought I was just totally blessed by because I never had any for years and years as a Christian years I never had years, anything decades. I mean we had a son born with down syndrome people think that might be a big deal but it really wasn't for us but it um and then it's come 2008 and just it's just like um I don't want to say the crap the, the crap hit the fan <laughs> it hit the fan but though. I would never say that but you know it, it felt like it yeah. since until 2000 right. and you know well now anyway so I mean it's like how do we walk through that it's good how does the world see joy in the midst of 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 tragedy I think it's it's really a part of our testimony as well you know it's the world around us as if we say we have peace we say we have joy we yes. say we have this faith but then People tend to watch us when trials come, and tragedy comes, and, and that's a real showing to the world what your faith, right. what the result of your faith is. You know, that do you endure? Do you persevere? Do you have peace, or do you crumble? And unfortunately, I think we see that. You know, I, I know uh, a lot of Christians that I, well, they're not Christians anymore. They've walked away from faith because wow. things got difficult and yeah. it was god where are you why did yeah. you do this why did you allow trust this you, yeah. you know that's where people go right that's really good why didn't god rescue me yeah he must not be there yeah or he must not care about me yeah and that's you know, we have maybe he's he, he i feel like he sees more than we do sometimes but, this is a whole picture yeah. and it, but here's the truth everybody out there who's listening it, 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 there's going to be a death in your life it's just everybody's marching towards the um you know the finish line mm-hmm. And you, somebody you love is going to die. And and we expect it to be 80-plus years. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they're just it, – it's it's early. It died. Yep. People die early. This and yeah. I think for us that's the revelation we have, that we kind of expected that we would out we would um, outlive our children, our grandchildren, yep. our, you know, our young associate pastor. And it's just not what God – it wasn't it was in God. I mean, he, everybody's appointed a uh, day to die. and. Yeah. Our book of the book of life and all that, and as you read it and, and you start really going, oh, you know what? I totally misrepresented. Yeah. I misinterpreted what he's saying, and it's like then. So the world's every one of us is going to go through some kind of tragedies in our life. It's like, and how as believing Jesus-loving Christians do we walk mm-hmm. through these things? That's good. With joy. That's really good. Well, let's um, let's move down to the next little chunk, which is the. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Yeah, this one's a weird one. Who gives? to all generously and without reproach what the and it will heck? be given to him but he must ask in faith without any doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the lord wow being a double-minded man unstable in all his ways so you know it it all by itself just by itself can yeah. be a, a whole doctrinal thing you can right. create you can create all kinds of things from this yeah but when i think about it you know Jesus talked about um, anyone who puts their hand to the plow and turns back is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. And I think James is really saying that, that that it's not just, you know, you had a doubt one day. It's it's really you turn back from faith. You turn back from your 
your your journey. Like, the wisdom is it? You think the word that what yeah, that's a place of wisdom? Well, he's saying if any lacks wisdom, give you know get it because ask for it. But what he, I think he's talking about is the journey. It's it's not like a new subject. It's he just said you'll be complete lacking in nothing. But if you're not complete lacking in nothing, right. if you lack wisdom. Which maybe ask is the, for it. Maybe that's perspective on the trial itself. Like it, it is, yeah. and so so ask for wisdom. And I think that so what we just talked about is people go through a trial and they lose their faith. They walk away because it's just too hard, or that God didn't rescue them. Yeah. Well, don't do that. If you lack wisdom in this thing, that person definitely lacks wisdom to do that to fall away from God because it didn't go the way they planned it, or they wanted it, or you know just it, they they can't survive the trial. Well, lack wisdom, ask God, because you need to stay tuned into God, because if you waver and you're blowing here and there, you're like, you're like, you know, someone who's blown like the sea, like the foam in the sea. And, and that's what he's saying is that if, if, if you, if you encounter various trials and consider it joy, you, you will gain endurance, which then perfects you and you'll lack nothing. But if you're not going through trials without joy, with joy, then you lack wisdom. And you, if you lack wisdom, ask God, he'll give you wisdom generously. And then you'll be able to make the right choice and see that joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Joy is something that is like a, a river of living water that has no end to it. The, the Holy Spirit has no end, so his fruit has no end. So joy should be a, a fountain. And if you lack wisdom about that, ask for it. And God who gives generously to take care of it. But you have to remember, if you keep turning back because you don't understand what God's doing, and you have maybe you have to understand what He's doing. See, I don't have to understand what He's doing. I have to say, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going with you. Where are we going? Just keep me pointed in the right direction. And I want to join your team. I want to be part of your story, not try to make you be part of mine. And I think that's what James is getting at here. It's not like a separate book. It's not like a like like separate it seems thought. like a whole other subject. It really is a continuation of the thought in the first four verses where he says, you know, this is true and you'll be perfect and lacking in nothing. But if you lack wisdom because you can't encounter various trials and, and meet them with joy in your heart or a statement that God is good, so I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and endure this because he's good and he'll take care of me even in the rain, even in the trial, then you're like a double-minded man. And you won't, you won't find God. And you will be unstable in all your ways. That's so good. I've never heard about that way, you know, because, but that makes perfect sense because Christians who, who struggle with this, who judge God's motives and what God needs to do, they really are unstable in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just they just they have no sure uh, foundation, no sure footing. On a high when things are good and on yeah, it's low. almost like yeah. bipolar yeah. Um, Christianity. When things are going good, Jesus loves me. When they're not, it's exactly like that. He is he is he is unfaithful, and it's like it's like yeah, I like it. It's it's bipolar Christianity. Yeah, it is. You know, that's really good. I suppose that really leads then into this next part, which is. Uh, he says, you know, the, the bird of humble circumstances, the glory in his, in his high position, and the rich minus the glory is humiliation, because it's he's kind of saying like, you know, when you when when you're low, actually you're in a higher place because you're with him, and when you feel like everything's great, then maybe you know, you need to humble yourself before him, right? And the, it's a, it's again this perspective I think right. is what what he seems to be getting at here, right? The, mm-hmm. Maybe we, maybe our perspective isn't always seeing things. Well, our, the right res- way. our perspective is, all, in my opinion, we always value the wrong thing. 
And uh, and is this called Western Christianity? Are we Western? Are we, we are Western. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like we always value even in, in some of our churches we value the wrong thing, mm-hmm. you know. And and he's taught even he, even you know when he talks about the guy in the lowly position that comes in the church, yeah. you know, you give the guy with it the money and the good car, you give him the the chief seat, you put him in the back, and nobody talks to him. I think um, I just think is again it's 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 a it's a backwards um, form of Christianity. Yeah. But I think Steve got something to say. I'm sure. I just whistled. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> this, you know, he just finished saying, for that man ought not to expect he receive anything from yeah. the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Yeah. But, yeah. but on the other yeah, that's hand, good. Yeah. the brother of humble circumstances. So, see, for you and me in this world we live in today, being poor in our community <laughs> is filthy rich in many places Correct. of the world. Yeah. I mean, firm. they honestly eat once every few days. Yeah. And in Romans, in the Roman-controlled empire in the first century that James is writing to, the, the Jews in dispersion are all over the Re- Roman Empire that he's writing to. And they're in the Greek world, they're in the Roman world. And um, being poor is easily the greatest trial they face. And he's talking about counting it joy when you encounter trials. So the trial they're facing most definitely is being poor yeah. versus these other people who aren't poor. And we all f- go to church together. Or we all have the same belief. Shouldn't they be sharing with us? And they're miserable because they're poor and God didn't take them out of their m- misery. But the brother of humble circumstances, meaning humble provision, uh, poor, hmm. is to glory in his high position. But the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. And the rich man is to glory in his humiliation. Because like flowering grass, he will pass away. Jesus said this over and over, you know, that the rich man can't get to heaven. It's, it's more likely that a camel can pass through an eye of a needle. Because of what riches do to you. Because of the responsibility they bring to you. And he's literally telling them to be poor. They're way ahead of the game. When it's possible he's answering some complaints about the rich Christians and the poor Christians. Uh, complaining about each other in the Christian community. And he's writing this to say those rich people are not better off than you. Maybe in this world. But they have some responsibility with that money. And so... He says, the rich man is to glory in his humiliation. Well, uh, that's kind of weird. I mean, like, that's not likely to happen. But what he's telling him is, you're in danger being rich and ignoring the poor and letting these people suffer. But you don't understand. They're, they're going to receive the chief seat in heaven. They're better off. And here, you're, you have the opportunity to do something, and you're not doing it because of your tie to your money. Yeah. And so you should be... Glory in, in your ability to make yourself humble and in, in, in become and to, and to put yourself in this humili- humiliation place. This, that's really and, and that's a weird word for me. And humbling to, maybe is humbling better? Humble place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. humiliation yeah. Is kinda... and humility. It's all I'm not saying. Yeah, and hum- yeah. Hum- being humble. You know what's really interesting, actually, as you're saying that I never put this together before, is that the next chapter is James 2, which we'll talk about next week, where he starts to talk about both of that works as dead and he even says what good is it if you see your brother who is huh. hungry and you don't give him anything to eat and it sounds like it's all the same yeah, it is yeah. it is very much hard to believe that we can turn this gospel into this <laughs> prosperity methodology when 
He, I mean, James is saying that to be prosperous is kind of like a rope around your neck. You better be careful. Can you? Yeah, you can. You can be okay prosperous. You can be okay rich, but you better you better listen because. I don't think rich people glory in their humiliation or glory in their trials and tribulations. I don't think they are joyful in their tribal. They try to buy every comfort possible. And Jesus told the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And he said, no, in your life, you had all the comforts and you didn't share any with him. And he was miserable. So here he's going to be fine, but you're not. And he wasn't. Yeah. What's, the one, what's the one about the... Um, just can I just have a drink of water? Oh, Listen. send him, send him to. That's, that's the another same one. one, right? No, it's the same one. Lazarus, is that, yeah. Is that still Lazarus? Yeah. yeah. And okay. send him here to give me a drink. Well, he's not going to hell to give you a drink. <laughs> he was in hell in life, and now he's not. You were in heaven in life, but wouldn't value it. Wouldn't wow. look at it right. And this book is an awful lot about this, uh, the 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 social class of rich and poor. And when I was trying to say is that in first century Roman Empire, being poor was a burden of its own, man. Yeah, it was imagine. horrible. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, verse, uh, I guess it's all part of verse 11, where he says, this, The sun rises with a scorching wind and withers the grass, and its flowers fall off, and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So too the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. Pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. this is going to pass. You're all excited yeah. that you're rich and he's poor and you're over him and he's under you. You might even be the king, but you're going to die. And it's going to wither away. And at and our there age, will, there will be another outcome one day. Go ahead. And at our age, you know, it, this becomes way more significant the older you get mm -hmm. to think how quickly we got to where we are, you mm -hmm. know. And, and it's and it it puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Just like how quickly we're going to wither away. I mean, you know, our life, our time is over. And you, you know, I always marvel at all the historical documentaries or movies. You know, Civil War, World War One or two. And it's like those people are all gone. Yeah. They mm -hmm. had their moment in the sun. They had their riches or the poor. They what did they do with their life? And everyone's accountable. And it's like. The, like you know, I'm sure you're shocked that you're that you're 30 already. I mean, you were just a, you know just a 19 year old, and it's like how do we how do we get here? Just by up right. and we go to sleep every night it'll and be, wake up. It'll be 15 years of walking with Jesus in a couple of weeks. And 15 it's like, years. Where did 15 years? Where'd go? they go? Yeah. You know, yeah. and your life is poured out, and it's like, and the older I get, the more the more I want to achieve this, the more I don't want to be humiliated by my things. Mm -hmm. Or be, I want to be humble in my circumstances, and it's it's an ongoing battle for all um, Western Christians, right? Yeah, I think this is the eternal perspective we talk about all the time. Yeah, yeah. this is having an eternal perspective. Hundred percent. You're poor, but don't worry; it's not going to last forever. Like He's ri that you're rich and you think you're on top, but don't get too haughty. You're gonna; it's not going to last forever. That's right. Yeah. You're going to have to give an answer for what you did with your riches. This you're going to have to have joy in your poor, yeah. your poor state. Yeah. You're going to have to have joy in your rich state. Wherever you are. You're going to have to consider it joy yeah. because considering trials joy is what produces endurance, and endurance is what perfects you. And if you're perfected, you, you'll lack nothing. That's really good. Reminds me, that last verse about in, in the midst of his pursuits, he will fade away, reminds me of the... Uh, story I don't, I don't know if it's in matthew or luke where jesus talks about the guy that wanted to build the bigger storehouses right and, yeah yeah you know, that's what i was thinking of the, you know you fool on this day you, you fool you know but your soul is required yeah and just i wonder it, it speaks to me of are we pursuing the right things or are we pursuing the wrong things right in our life too right yeah and i think i think it's so it's, it's hand in hand with the, 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 the like steve said at the beginning yeah. it's like this is temporary 
what do you what do you pursue yeah. what makes you happy and it's like counting all joy because it's just temporary mm-hmm. everything's temporary death is temporary i mean it's not for us it's the end all but it shouldn't be mm-hmm. if we believe in jesus it's good it shouldn't be it should just be a speed bump and i know the people the two people we talk mm-hmm. about jordy and avalyn i know i'll see them again mm-hmm. and i'm getting their it's like I'm going, you know, we're running full, full, full yeah. board towards the end of our race, you know. Yeah, right? our moms and dads. Yeah, moms and dads. Just all the people that have gone on, my uncle. Aunts and uncles. We have no aunts and uncles left, basically. Yeah, hardly. And it's, it's like, you know, everyone's going towards that glorious day. Will it be a glorious day for you? It's mm, good. So what James is talking about, clearly, and we want to use it for all these catchphrases to operate and all these, but all he's talking about is people realize this is temporary. And he uses poor and rich, and he tells what what you should be doing to to arrive at that glorious day. Mm. That's right. Consider it all joy. Let's, uh, Vicky, will you read verse twelve for us? Verse twelve: Blessed is a man who preserves, perseveres, pers- perseveres. Perseveres. That's like jelly, isn't it? Perseveres. <laughs> See, you got to read verse 12. Blessed is a man, a man who Amen. perseveres under trial. Amen. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So, you know, what, what, what does, I find that word approved an interesting word. Can, can you speak to that a little bit? Those, uh. Once he has I, I, been approved. Once, oh, there it is. For yeah. once he has been approved. Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. So one time he says endures. Yeah. The other he says perseveres. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, so that one said endurance produces perfection. Uh, joy in trials produces endurance. Here it says a man who, is, who perseveres under trial is blessed. Mm. For he has been approved. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. If you're blessed, you're approved. Okay. And you'll receive the crown of life, which the crown of life is used for salvation. So he says you'll receive salvation, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Wow. Now, he's, he's saying loving him is defined by persevering under trial. Wow. So James has not changed subjects. It seems like there's a lot of different things yeah, in here really that good. people mm-hmm. use for many, many different, different, different ways to go. Uh, sermons about, I mean, they can almost prove anything with this book. There's mm-hmm. so many amazing right. statements in it. Good. But really, he's just staying the same course. That persevering and enduring in, in, your, in your faith when things aren't going your way, walking and representing Jesus with full of joy and the grace of Jesus Christ, those things will produce the crown of life. Those things will produce perfection. And don't you know it, I want to be perfect. I want to be perfected. That's what I want. Don't you know it. Yeah. So the message that we're getting then, uh, you know, is that we're supposed to have have joy have his perspective no matter what life throws our way is to just to to love him to honor him to walk yeah. in faith and, and not to not to you know forget who he is not to take look away not to walk away not to make it all about us but to really understand that if we're with him then he's he's king and it's such yeah. a clear 
It's such a clear trail in my mind yeah. as you read these things. I don't know the confusion. I don't know where it came from. I don't understand. Um, but just, it's there. I mean, you can't dismiss these things. And I mean, it's that we might attain. That might, you know, that, that for me, it's that I might attain eternal life, and that I, I would be studied, be approved mm. by Him, not by anybody else. I really need to be approved by Him. Wow. Yeah. So, That's it's really it's I, just read read His words in context. It's yeah. just read the read the read the New Testament for a long time. It just really clears things up for you. So. Just to say this, that when, uh, when you have gone through some of the trials that you've been through, like you have gone on the journey of counting it all joy, but it wasn't that immediately the emotion in your heart was was joy, happiness, yes, Lord, more. Like there's, there's a journey to get to there. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like how, it's, it's interesting you yeah. use the word blessed here because yeah. that is a word that means happy. Yeah. But it's a terrible translation. Because the word happy by itself means by chance. Mm. Ah. And the word blessed means not by chance. Mm. It is a permanent condition. So a permanent condition of joy is a man who perseveres under trial. Not happy. That would be impossible because your circumstances are bad. And it's this condition of joy is something that is hard to quantify it's hard to describe it's you know you look at someone you say they're happy then you want to know well what happened to make you so happy because it's circumstantial it's good but a person who walks in joy is a person who continues forward in their faith and james is saying even if their days are very difficult even if their days are even extreme you know there are soldiers trying to arrest you there are people hunting you there are people hating you and you continue to go forward. And your circumstances are terrible because you're poor. Yeah. And you just keep going forward and you go forward. And that's kind of what he's talking about. And it's blessed, not happy. Mm. Blessed is a word that says that I have a source that doesn't end. I have, yeah. I have a, a flow, a fountain that never stops. Doesn't need to be replenished or thirst quenched for. It is, it is satisfying and good. So that when I'm poor, and when, let's say I don't, I mean, I know several people poor enough right now that don't have a car. They, they can't afford a car. And they walk everywhere they go, and they ride bicycles, and they have to get someone to take them to everything. And, you know, when they want to carry groceries, they need someone to bring their car, so they got to beg, borrow, for someone to help them get their groceries. I know quite a few people like that, you know. And that, it, it, it wears on you until you don't have any joy in the Lord. Like this, got to go to the laundromat, you know. Got to find a place to get the quarters to go to the laundromat, you know. There's just so many burdens in life for them, and it's because they're poor. Mm. And James is saying that don't despair. Mm. You can be blessed, not happy, blessed. And and you'll in in the end, because this life is just isn't that long. That's good. Eternity is forever, and in the end, it won't always be like this. It's going to be different in the end. So count the count it count it a blessing, count it a joy, when you encounter various trials, because this will test your faith, will produce in you endurance, and that endurance will produce eternal life. Good. That's really good. Perfection. So, 
I imagine that that requires a relationship with Jesus that doesn't just start on the day. And the no, that's what you were asking comes. too. Yeah. yeah, I think you you know yeah. you work out your salvation with yeah. and trembling. I think for Steve and I, um, just a revelation of you know we the misnomer the 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 I think where we were wrong is that because nothing bad happened to us, we thought we were blessed, mm-hmm. and get into a point where we, God had to reconfigure our, uh, you know, what we, what we, what we held, you know, dear, um, it, it's a walk. And I think I was just trying to figure out, I think it was 30, I was 29 years a Christian or maybe 31 years a Christian before I kind of had this revelation. And, you know, after going through thing after thing after thing, you kind of, you got to kind of look at things, you know, does he hate me? Because this happened, that happened, and this happened. I mean, we tell people our story. And, you know, Christians are like, their eyes are, you know, mm-hmm. like glassy because it's in a lot of it, the it happened in three years straight. And it was like, you know, it was knee buckling stuff. And uh, I remember like with with uh, Jordy and Abel, and I think we were on the podcast within two or three days after they passed away because yes. life goes on and he's still, he is still faithful and just. And we know where Jordy and, and Avalyn are. And when our house burned down, you know, Steve talks a story about how he responded when he, you know, he, he was up there. And and I think, you know, just as these things come, you just gotta, you just gotta be ready. You just gotta be there. You just gotta keep working, yeah. step by step, getting to where you need to get. And so you don't just blame God that He's horrible. Mm. I thought you were a loving God. Mm. I, I asked you, and so and so died. And you'll hear that story over and over All again. All the time. That I asked him, and, and especially little kids. He wasn't you know, there for me. He wasn't there for me. So why would I? He's not. He's not a loving God. Mm. And it's like I don't know if I want to um, yeah. decide that. So it's it's walking with Him and loving Him and good weather and bad weather yeah and it's and it's like taking your it's like it's like falling and getting up and falling and getting up and keep if you just keep walking you'll get where you need to go if you stop because something happened you're never going to get to where he wants you to go count all joy well i think that's a good place for us to uh, land the plane today thank you again for joining us thank you to our uh, listeners and again as we say if, you, if this blesses you please share it with a friend let's we, we want to spread this uncommon truth Absolutely. that we said at the start to as many people as possible and maybe you know someone who's going through a trial they're going through something and this yes. might be something a good thing to share with them to encourage them or help them get their heart and mind in the right place so oh wait one more thing though yes i just want to say happy fourth of july to my, our englishman it's yeah. this will be on fourth of july it will be and we're, we're you know we we all know what fourth of july was for america don't we <laughs> British. In England, British. we call it Good Riddance Day. <laughs> you guys call it Good Riddance. That's awesome. Yeah. But, that's, that's a great, great. Line right there. I love that. But Have yeah, a great Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July, everybody, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today, and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. 
Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.